And good morning, everybody. Welcome to, well, this is Asset Management Group, but it is the golden life, and it is so cool to be here as a fill-in. I know Kevin Carroll is normally here, but uh, because of my tie-in, I did the golden life for eight or more years with Andrew Nida's dad. And so to have you here, it feels a little strange for me in ways, not because it's you, but because it means I'm older than I really want to admit I am. <laughs> That's okay. No, no it's not. <laughs> when I start hearing things like, you know, that song came out 40 years ago. I'm like, there's no way it's 40 years ago. Oh, man, that is wild. Yeah, yeah you got to jump that curve. When you yeah. think about your age and you go 40 years ago, you may not even been crawling yet. You don't even think you were around. Were you 40 mm, years ago? I'm getting close, but no. Okay. <laughs> not, I, like, this is I was not around. I was thinking diapers. like this is high school time. Like these are like these are the yeah. songs I grew up with. Yeah, I wasn't. Anyway. I wasn't present. Not I was yet. Two. You were two. Yeah, <laughs> I was two. You don't have much recollection. We've got Mo Param in studios. We've got Andrew Nida from Asset Management Group. It's a chance for us to do a little financial talk. And I know you guys were carrying. Uh, from an article last week, what Kevin and you guys were talking about, some of the mistakes some financial planners, even themselves looking back, have made. Mm-hmm. I've got a perfect story, I think, that leads into what you guys want to talk about today because my uncle, my mom's oldest brother, lives in South Carolina, retired, auto industry, great life, had bought a camper, had a boat, was going all over. One late afternoon, he's a little bit old, he's 70, I think 78. Mm-hmm. One afternoon, he's not feeling so hot, and his wife is like, You're fine, just relax. And he goes, no, I don't feel so good. Just go lay down. Go lay down. Well, about eight hours later, I realized, okay, you're not moving. We should probably call EMS. Turned out he was having a stroke. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Didn't get him cover it, Didn't get him into the hospital in time. Ended up losing all functions initially from his neck down. He had just a little mm. bit of his right hand. Over the last year, he can at least move. He can't communicate, but he can understand. Oh, my God. But he is in now 24-7 round-the-clock care mm-hmm. because he has to have it because he had to have rehab. He, had, he was perfectly fine until the stroke hit. That's terrible. Wow. You don't know when you might need long-term care. No. Yeah. Not at all, and not I think I think it's I think it's warranted to say that you know first and foremost, getting old is not for the weak at heart, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, it's, but guess uh, what? We all got to do it. We all got to yeah. do it, right? And um, you're right. You're not going to avoid the inevitable. We all age, and there's a lot of challenges that you face when you age, and there's a lot of blessing that comes with aging as well. But but you know it is. It, you got to be tough. You got to be strong. And there's a lot of these stories that you're talking about that you're referencing a personal story, which is you know it's a horrific story, right? Mm-hmm. And, and someone's life changes on a dime, and um, you know, in this article, it, it, the article is written by a financial analyst, by someone who is in the business, who, you know, w- you would think it would be a great steward of, of their decision making revolving their financial life. And and she basically says, hey, listen, you know, after my full career, I look back and say, hey, I've made I made a few mistakes. And one of them is around your story. It's long term care and and long term care. I know Mo's going to throw out just some statistical numbers surrounding this topic, but but it's something I think even, you know, even myself, I look back and just, you know, as an advisor, one who works and, and provides guidance for one's financial well-being, I look back and say, man, have I, have I done enough really bringing up the topic and questioning the future cost and concern surrounding long-term care? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, some stats are very alarming. And if you look at, you know, this stat right here, 70 percent of people turning 65 will develop a severe long-term care need in their lifetime. 48% of people turning 65 will need some type of paid long-term long-term care service in their lifetime. 
Uh, 24% of people turning 65 require paid long-term care for more than two years. Mm. You know, three three point seven years is the average duration of long term care need for women. Uh, two point two for men. Um, you know, eighty three percent of eighty three percent of nursing home residents are sixty five or older. Mm-hmm. So the interesting with that is that age sixty five, right? That I mean, is it, interesting. Yeah, that's young. That's young, right? And so most pe- some people when they talk about long term care, they're thinking about you know maybe late seventies early 80s of when they're going to need some type of assistance and care. But you can hear, you can see that it's, you know, 65 can be that age, which is really young, right? Mm-hmm. This is a time where people are asking themselves, can I retire at 65? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, they're still am going I going to, to need long-term <laughs> yeah, care right. at 65? Yeah. Um, and, and and I know we're talking age, but let's face it, long-term care can also be if you get some kind of a disease hit you younger, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Or an accident that makes you debilitated mm-hmm. and you need long-term care, around-the-clock care. It can happen younger. Right. A lot of people just ignore it because we're all supermen when we're young, right? We oh, never, yeah. right. Nothing's going to happen to us. Especially men. Yeah. Oh, I can tell you for a fact. That, uh, <laughs> nothing's going to happen to me, honey. I, I, my wife gets so mad at me. She's like, every time you have a project, you have some kind of a wound or you do something to yourself. I'm like, you, you, I'm just waiting for you to, like, to, mm-hmm. to, to off yourself. I'm like, no, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I wonder why that is. Why is it? We just, you know, we just don't think about it. You know, or try not to. I think but, nobody likes to face mortality, mm-hmm. and the idea of long-term care you associate with, well, that's the end of my days. Right. Mm-hmm. That may not be the case, but it, it, it is. So that you think book, about. that book, Strength to Strength, that w- that we've worked through, and Mo and I have read. Um, I'm going to try to recall because it, because it was a great statement, but it was about it was about the specific topic of things that we basically push away mentally. We don't even go there. Um, and, and predominantly it's because of fear, right? You, th- you talk about end of life, mortality, and death. And, you know, it, it was interesting because they did a study, and, and basically what they did is they said, okay, we're going to take a group of people um, that, that are healthy, and we're going to force them to meditate on the concept of dying. And, and they gave them two scenarios. Number one, they've been presented with an illness, a terminal illness, and then another scenario where some of them have or are serving a, a capital punishment. They're on death row. And he said, he said, listen, you're going to meditate on this concept, and, and then you're going to write a blog as if you're that person. And as that person began to write, they then compared it to actual people who are on death row and actual people in their writings that are facing uh, a death because of a terminal illness. And what they found is that people that were writing that weren't actually in that scenario wrote so much worse, meaning that they magnified their situation, Mm. than the people that have accepted it as reality. Mm -hmm. And so it goes back to this concept that he's talking about, which is, hey, listen, when, when you're... When you have a fear about something, the best thing to do is to be to face it, right? So, like for instance, you have a the best way to overcome a fear of snakes is to be around snakes, be around snakes yeah. right? Right. And so they talk about how much uh, you know how great life can be when you tend to occasionally remember that death is is a part of it, yeah. mm-hmm. and it makes you live more today, kind of thing. So you know, it, it, coming back full circle to the whole long term care story, the reality is is these statistics that you're presenting. It's what one for every two. I mean, it's likely. It's likely, yeah. You know, yeah, it's likely, and you know, it, like you said, it's it's better to prepare for it than need care or need some type of assistance, mm-hmm. and and now you're scrambling to try to figure out how to finance it and how to pay for it because it is not just the numbers of people that are in long term care is alarming, but the cost of long term <laughs> care. Uh, whether it's a nursing home, whether it's uh, memory care, or whether it's in home service. 
the cost of long-term care is is oh, staggering. Let's talk about that because one of the things, and, and prior going back to the conversations your dad and I used to have, mm-hmm. is when you looked at your overall plan, whether it was investment, whether it was your house, whether it was money in the bank, you had to have a protection component as well. Mm-hmm. And that what we, we call your insurance, things that you are insuring to keep that wealth. Because a lot of people will say, I don't want to spend money on something that I don't need right now. I mean, why would I need long-term care? And it's like, to mm-hmm. me, it's a waste of money. And I say, do you have any idea how much money it's going to cost you if you don't have right. it? Right. And right. I think people don't understand just how expensive. And they also think, I think they go, well, I'll just be on Medicare or Medicaid. Like, do you understand the government's going to make sure they take all your money first? Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think right. people realize that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If your if your plan is to be on Medicaid, I think it's a bad plan. <laughs> if, that, if that's your yeah. actual plan. Yeah. But you know, there are some people who strategically do that. But it takes planning. I mean, there's a five year look back, so it's not as if you need long term care right now. You're going to go on Medicaid tomorrow. I mean, if you have assets, you know, there is some type of planning that has to be done before that's even a a, re- a realistic option. Well, and I think you have to ask too: is what what type of facility do you want to be in? Because Medicaid supported facilities if that's where that's the route you're going to go may not be the place you actually want to spend the rest of your life in but you're right i mean the question is is how do you solve for this need and and i I want to put a visual to what you were saying alan is is my, my dad used to always talk about this when you're building a financial plan one of the most important parts of your castle, if you will, is the moat that protects it. Mm-hmm. And so this moat, if you will, is this, uh, you know, it could be insurance, but it, but it's something that's going to protect the overall asset in the estate. And oftentimes it's an insurance policy. It's life insurance. It's long-term care. It's health care insurance, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so the question is, if there is this need to cover a, a possibility of a future health care concern with long-term care, um, how do we cover it? And when I think about that, I think, okay, there's there's typically four ways to cover long-term care. Number one, you could have your kids pay for it. I'm sorry, you could have your kids take care of you, okay? You could move in. And or pay and, for and, it. And, uh, shockingly <laughs> enough, okay, that's a lot of people's strategy. Yeah. It's like, eh, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. going to move in with my kids, move in their basement, and they can deal with it. Kids, I will tell you, are at least jokingly say they've already had the conversation, who's going to get mom, who's going to get dad, because like, we're, we're not going to take you both, both. together. <laughs> right. <laughs> See? <laughs> but, I mean, you can joke about it, but it is a reality. A lot of times yeah. you'll see a family decide, I'm going to have to have mom move in with me. Yeah. Or I have dad, you know? So mm-hmm. it, it, you have to have at least the conversation, and because how do you – financially handle that and that's not that easy i mean like you're talking about no <laughs> the, the, the logistics of just having another grown individual come into the house right i mean is your house big enough do you have the structure for that but also now financially it's not mm-hmm. just they're moving in you have to financially uh, provide for them and then if they need long-term care assistance who's going to actually take care of them physically which is a very vulnerable place to be right 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 you know so it's not just and, and move in. I, I think it's honorable. There's a lot of people, especially it's more, I think, a southern Very, thing than a northern thing, where it's like, look, no, mom's not going into a home. She's coming to here. You may still need to have a nurse come right. to your house. You may still need to have something set up where you've got the right kind of bed. You may have to remodel to have access to places in your home. And is that financially smart for you to do that just because you emotionally want to. Yeah. And just because you emotionally want to, you still need to take a step back and think through all the different elements that affect that. Because, we, you know, we've seen it on our end, and, and here's what people don't think about. Usually when a, a mother or father is at a, at a place where they need care, they're typically older, elderly, which means you as this child is, you know, they're in their early 60s. What does that mean? That means they're actually trying to also get ready for their own retirement. They want to live the best years of their life, but oftentimes they're now 
and I hate to use the word stuck as a bad thing, but they're they're sitting at home yeah. forced to take care of for who knows how long, mm-hmm. missing an opportunity in a season of their life where they should be yeah. really out there doing things. So you got to think through that, but it is an opportunity, and it is one way that we see people take care of their long-term care needs is they just you know have a family member make sure they know about it though yeah make sure that yeah. make sure your family knows, knows that's their plan knows, yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, I was gonna actually jump there i was like whatever you decide you should at least be having this conversation now and talking about what are your options mm-hmm. is that a viable option first yeah. of all there's i know plenty of families are like okay i'm the oldest i already knew that i'd be responsible for this i've got a house that i purposely bought that was one floor level because i was assuming somewhere down the road but at least you've planned you for plan it. You plan for it, yeah. You don't just let it show up on your radar the next morning. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> but, you know, another one, okay, so we have we have family members. That's one. Another one would be, um, you mentioned it slightly, which would be government assistance. And, and you're right. The state of Georgia has a five-year look back. Um, so Explain there needs that. to be some estate planning put in place, meaning that if you're going to put assets in a trust, Okay, and not just any trust, but but in this type of strategy, you're using a irrevocable trust. Um, you're basically creating an entity separate from yourself, and you're de- dedicating your assets to that trust. Um, while you're doing that, you are giving up, you know, a reasonable amount of control today, um, because the asset ultimately is out of your name. But you're doing that for the purpose of being able to qualify for certain government benefits. Yeah. Um, you know, you want to be viewed from the government's eyes as one that has not enough assets and can qualify for the subsidies necessary to get the care. And it goes back to what we talked about earlier. If that's the case, you want to think through that that whole strategy. Number one, you can't do it last minute because a five-year look back means that if you need care within five years of these types of decisions, the government can still go after your money right. and your estate. You're, 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 you're basically disqualified. everything's null and void at that point. Everything's null and void. They're going to make sure that they liquidate your assets first before you go on state assistance. That's absolutely right. right. And then, of course, you know, when you're making this decision far enough ahead of time, you got to be mindful of the controls that you're giving up to use that type of vehicle. Um, so, but it be, nonetheless, it's an option. It's an option. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the third one? third one would be? Uh, insurance policy. Insurance policy. It's like a long-term care insurance having, policy. Having long-term care insurance. Absolutely. Yeah. And, it, and that's one of those where it's like, well, I don't want to spend money if I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to use it or not. So the long-term care policies are just, just that. You know, you pay a premium and usually these premiums are just, you know, throughout the course of your life. And then, if you need care, then these premiums, well, I mean, this policy would actually pay for your care. Mm-hmm. Um, some pros to that is at least you have an idea of what your benefit's going to be. Um, a downside to it is, well, what happens if I don't ever need it? And also, it's it's a policy that you have to continue paying, right? So you right. have to continue paying well, throughout until you actually need it. My argument is you got to have home insur- homeowner's insurance. You may never have a single claim right. against your home, but if a right. tree falls through it, you better be glad you have it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You, you're, you're, it's like I said, when I was talking with your dad about a lot of people complain about the, the protection component. Like, well, I thought I'm supposed to be saving money. This is about my wealth, but now I'm spending money. Like, no, mm-hmm. you're spending a fraction to protect the vast fortune that you're putting aside. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, and it is. It is. Listen, we we are all on the same playing field, okay, in regards to our thoughts and emotions when the word insurance comes up. <laughs> I mean, auto insurance. Come back, listeners. Come back, yeah, listeners. Right. Yeah, right. Listen, I'm with you. I got uh, boys running into those driving years, and auto insurance, man, it is it's yeah, well, gut-wrenching. Yeah. I live through it. Yes. You can do it. It's, just, uh, it's so much fun. No, it's so much fun I'm to start like, calling your I'm insurance out. company and you realize <laughs> – Wait a minute! I was paying like six hundred dollars a year, and it went to five thousand. How did that happen? Yeah, I just had that conversation uh, two weeks ago. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's it's crazy, but no, we you get put a, four drivers all in their teens at the same time. You you, you do the math. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I found out is uh, is is older having grandma on the policy ain't too cheap either. Oh, oh yeah. mama. Mama. <laughs> She's killing me. <laughs> Mama's got to ride passenger from now I'm on. I'm like, why does she cost so much? She goes like two square miles over a week's time. Like, she's going you nowhere and nowhere fast. And I hate this. I, I, I've i explained this before. It drives me bananas. But they've got the bean counters and the insurance, the actuarial tables. They look at the metrics and they go, statistically speaking, we can tell the age, the range, where you live. You're either due to an accident or you're more likely to have an accident because we have more claims. I literally got a letter that says, we're increasing your premiums because the accident Accident claims in your area are so high, we basically determined you're you're probably going to have an accident. Like, but I haven't. Yeah, yeah, right. But they still have to adjust their right. premiums because they've had so many payouts. Isn't that crazy? Same That's thing with crazy. age. They know the ages when you start having those, even if it's a minor fender bender, because your reaction time is no longer there. Oh, it's nuts. Mama insurance and mama. <laughs> oh, but anyway, so Sorry. insurance is Side a solution. Track. You know, it's it's definitely something that you can do. The, the, the challenge there, like Mo talked about, is most of traditional long-term care insurance policies, they they don't have a uh, rate cap, meaning that the premium mm-hmm. just it, you know has that you run the risk of it just increasing and increasing and increasing, and um, you know, and it's just like any other health insurance policy, but. There are solutions out there. You know, I'm going to say from from Asset Management Group's perspective, one of the most prominent ways that we address it, if we're going to use insurance, is we use like a, a long-term care insurance policy that is on a life insurance chassis. And so what that does is it helps an individual simply say to themselves this, if I'm going to put money toward this potential risk in my plan, then I want to ensure I get my money back. If I'm going to, over my, my lifetime, put $100,000 in, at least I'm going to have a $175,000 death benefit or long-term care. And it just helps that individual that has the liquidity to do it to go ahead and protect it, protect themselves, but also know that it goes back to their state regardless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's a lot. That's a much more easier uh, to cut a check with that type of mentality you know, than than traditional insurance where you know it's just going down the drain. Yeah, I mean, we had a we had a couple um, the other day, client of ours for a few years, and they, you know, we we looked at long term care because that was something that they wanted to do. That was that that moat we're trying to fill, and uh, we just ran a, a really quick number and well, quick quote, and for you know seven thousand dollars a month of benefit for both of them, right? Uh, and this long term care life insurance hybrid chassis. It was one hundred and fifty, almost one hundred and sixty thousand dollars, you know, up front. So it's not a small price to pay, but up front, it got them seven thousand dollars of unlimited monthly benefit for both of them, unlimited for the rest of their lives. And you know, if they needed it, um, if they didn't use it, it was about two hundred and thirty thousand of life insurance. So there's a life insurance benefit behind it. There's some cash value inside of it. So not nothing too. Nothing that prominent as far as cash value is concerned, but there were three components to it. Now you have long-term care if you needed it for both both spouses. There's a life insurance benefit if either one of them, if both of them pass, and then there's some cash value if they say, you know, ten years down the road, scratch it. I just want my money back. You can get your money back out of it. Yeah. So it's almost like a Swiss Army knife of ways <laughs> to help solidify this this potential need. And again, not feel like you're spending money that you're never going to get back. That you're never going to get right. back. Yeah. yeah. And then the last one I'll throw out there, too, is uh, is self-pay. You know, remember, w- w- when you boil down the financial impact of long-term care, all we're talking about is you just need more money. Okay? 
And so what does that mean? It means you have to understand your need by starting with your cash flow plan. And when you look at your, your cash flow in retirement, meaning what, I, what we like to talk about is your natural inflow. Your natural inflow is going to be things like pension plans, Social Security benefits. Um, when you look at those natural income streams coming in, a lot of times, especially for a, a married couple, you know, between two benefits of Social Security along with maybe a potential pension plan, you know, they're getting sixty, seventy thousand dollars of already produced natural income. And so then you say, well, if you're in long term care, all of that income is going to be directed toward that need anyway. So if the cost of long term care is a hundred thousand dollars a year and you have seventy thousand naturally coming in, you have a spread difference of thirty grand. And there's your question, can I cash flow? Have I built enough liquidity? to be able to cash flow that $30,000 need for an indefinite amount of time. And, you know, we work with a lot of clients that are in a position, they say, yeah, I'm not really worried about it. I'll cash flow it if I need it. And and they have the ability to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Can we take just a quick step back? Go you ahead. You said something that I think went by so fast, I don't know if people heard it. How much on average do you think that you would be paying if you were in constant ha- care? Yeah, it's it's uh, 100 and I think the statistic right now is like $108,000 a year. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean so that's... the 24-7, round the clock, if you had to go into long-term care, you're looking at needing to have about a hundred grand a year expense. Expense, yeah, yeah. expense. Don't tell we, me your uh, few hundred dollars for your policy uh, is suddenly like a problem when you're going to have to pay out a hundred thousand I know year, right now right? we have clients that are that are somewhere around nine ninety seven. One of them's not in the state of Georgia, but it's like nine ninety seven hundred dollars a month. Yeah. So it's actually just a bit over that number, and um, yeah, yeah. Kind of depends on that depends on what kind of care you're looking for, True. right? I mean, yeah. do you want a private room? Do you want a semi-private room? What kind of care do you need? Well, let's put it this way: if we're talking the average is a hundred and some thousand, it's not like we're going to drop to thirty. That's oh, right, right, <laughs> That's right, right, right. There's yeah. going to be a gap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at, you're talking it's expensive. It's super and, and expensive. And the increase, right? The it's four point six five is the uh, the median annual cost of adjustment for uh, facilities since 2020. 4.65 what? Increase. Oh, so basically, increase. Oh, percentage, percentage increase. increase. So it's going up higher than the rate of inflation for the most historically. Yeah. Right, so 100,000 turns to 104,000 next year and then keeps going and going and going. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, needless to say, it is a massive, massive need. Yeah. And it's one that, you, once again, it's one that you, you need to think through and not avoid you know the concerns or the fears of yeah. the thought of the potential need for long-term care. And I think some people just, just have a misconception that a long-term care plan has to involve insurance. It doesn't. I mean, we've just talked about four different scenarios that doesn't involve insurance. I think long-term care planning just means you have to have a plan around a plan. it, right? Yeah. Whether you're going to cash flow it, kids, right. government, or insurance. Yeah, I was just watching the time here, and I thought this would be a perfect time to kind of swing back and recap because what we started with because we jokingly were saying well i'm just going to go live with my kids or the kids are saying i'm assuming mom's going to come live with me the irony here is you're saying words like assume or that's my plan but have you had the conversation it actually starts with sitting down yeah yeah it does it starts with sitting down and listen if you if you're one of those individuals that either self-manages or you know maybe you already work with an advisor or maybe you don't we we just want to encourage you Mm -hmm. to take the moment to sit down and talk and if you don't know how to cater that conversation or, or handle that conversation reach out to us we'd love the opportunity to sit down with you talk through those concerns work through a cash flow plan so you actually know that gap that we're talking about the spread difference that's necessary so that you can stay in a facility that's going to fit you know your lifestyle mm-hmm. and your needs i think that's very important and if you're out there and you, you're 
and if you know your parents' financial situation, you may just want to be proactive and have that conversation with them. You know, if you're thinking, you know, quite honestly, that you're probably going to be some part of the solution to their to your parents' long-term care needs, have the conversation with them. Start the conversation with them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Don't let it be a uh, uh, don't be reactionary. Be proactive with it. Have that conversation with your spouse too. Have that conversation with your <laughs> you spouse. Know? Yeah, yeah. What does that What does that look like? What if play the scenarios out? You know, we can help you play those scenarios out. But what if I need care a little sooner than I expected? How does that impact my children if I need care at seventy instead of eighty five? You know, how old will mm-hmm. they be when I need the care? What lifestyle are they going to be living? How active are their kids? There's a lot to it, but uh, it's one we're thinking through because I can promise you being in these meetings with our clients that have not thought through it uh, or seeing scenarios where they have family members that they're trying to take care of, it is draining emotionally, physically, and financially. So take the time to think about it. And, of course, once again, you guys can always feel free to give us a call at our office at 678 792 5855. You know, we're, this, the, the topic is really all about the, one of these elements. You guys have been going through this list. It's, an, it's, it's, first of all, it's anecdotal, but at the same time, it's, I think everybody can relate to it. Mm-hmm. There is no perfect solution for everybody. Everybody's going to make mistakes. You can, I think the big mistake is not recognizing that, okay, I need some help. Go talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. There's no commitment if they come sit down and talk to you. No, right? absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely not. You know, being a fiduciary firm, you know, we're obviously we do make a living, but but our goal is to educate enough. You know, and, and this this actually comes from my dad. My dad always told me, he said, "Son, listen, you treat people well, and you lead with a heart of education, and you just teach and educate others. Everything else takes care of itself." And sure enough, that's that's always been our focus. So, you know, to have have a question, don't sit here and drive past our office or drive through this town. If you're thinking about something financially, you don't know who to go to, but you just want to ask the question and get a good quality answer to it. Pick up the phone and call. That's what we're here for. Yeah. We talked about fear earlier. That fear we tend to amplify when we don't know, so mm-hmm. we see we assume so much worse than sometimes the reality. And I think if the fear paralyzes people. They go, well, first of all, I've got nothing worth putting up anyway. I'm, I don't have anything. There's nothing worth protecting. Why bother sitting down with a financial planner? I'm just going to let you know life take its course because it's easier mm-hmm. to just ignore it because the fear of, well, I, I don't have enough or I won't be able to deal with it or you guys are going to make fun of me because how have you made so many bad decisions? I don't think they realize that. You don't keep a client by mocking them, by right? Right. Walking in the right, door, right? Uh, you just got, yeah. I mean, you just got to yeah. take the leap. You know, and, you know. If I be so bold to say that, you know, how's that worked out for you? No. You know, yeah. if I be that bold, you know, well, as long it, as I ignore it, I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it's 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 a environment that we have and we've built within our firm that it's a it is a we leave with education, like Andrew mentioned. And we are here to help and assist. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, and that comes with honesty, transparency. It comes with transparency. Yeah, yeah. I had I had a client of mine. I got to think of this. And then we'll close it out. I had a client of mine uh, reach out this past this past week about the pool, and <laughs> he oh, yeah. sent a message. Mo knows because we laughed about it. I read it, and basically he was like, "You know our dream about having a pool, yada yada." He said, "So with all that said, what do you think about taking the loans out against my four hundred one k?" And I'm like. <laughs> 
Are you, do you want my honest answer here? <laughs> I mean, it's a good question, but can I be transparent see, with you? Does this qualify as an emergency? Because otherwise yeah, you're going to have a heck yeah. of a fee and a tax I'm burden. Like, yeah, we can talk about it. You don't want to just it. do that. We can talk about it. You know the number of people who don't realize uh, the fees? I mean, that yes. could be a whole program oh, you could gosh. talk about. I know. Yeah, about financial mistakes, thinking that you could just drain your 401k for the cruise. Oh, that's oh, right. Uh, it's not good. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do Don't it. Don't do it. Don't do <laughs> it. Don't do it. Hey, special shout out for my boy Benji. His birthday was this week. Oh, We're happy birthday, Benji. Red Clay next. So what? We're going to Red Clay tomorrow, which is a natural spring fun. And then don't forget, if you want to play in the Adairsville Legacy Club golf tournament, it is coming up August 19th. Go to Facebook. Look up Adairsville Legacy Club. Become a follower and a friend. It's a community foundation that we do there in Adairsville to support our team. I'm pretty sure Kevin signed you up. He's like, I have no um, clue. I, 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 here's the thing: the the last golf club I ever swung was on a putt putt course. Uh, that's I've never golfed not really? one second of a day. You never I'd know. love to try it sometime. You may be a pro. You know, at some, you at some point when I get my kids stop draining all my finances, maybe I can have some fun. <laughs> That's right. Before we go, I know uh, people listen to the show. They may have caught the back half. Sometimes they may have missed it because of their schedule. Do you guys keep an archive of all these shows if somebody wants to go back and listen? Oh, oh we, we do. do. You yeah, just, absolutely. We a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, That's so true. we have a podcast. Um, it's called the, it's called Your Retirement Untangled right now, but we're going to change it to The Golden Life. Mm-hmm. So you can find it on Apple uh, Spotify, where, you know, wherever you get mm-hmm. your podcast from. But yeah, if you've missed this show or um, shows or in the past, like, I need my mom and dad to listen to, to, listen to it. <laughs> yes, yes. Go to wherever you get your podcast from and look up Asset Management Group, uh, Your Retirement Untangled, but soon to be called The Golden Life. Fantastic. And if somebody does want to have that non committal, no fee, sit down, just, hey, can you guys be my financial planners of choice? How do they do that? Give us a call anytime. 678-792-5855. And your website? Website is assetmg-inc.com. Fantastic. Mo Param, Andrew Nida, thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Folks, that's it for this edition of The Golden Life. Kevin Carroll will be back next week. It's been my pleasure to be back and behind the seat for this program. Got a lot of nostalgia for me doing things like this. We're going to get over your music. And don't forget, throughout the day, you'll get news, you'll get weather, you'll get traffic, you get whatever you need. Right at noon, you get a full newscast as well as at 5 o'clock. Take care, everybody. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Param provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company or enter offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.